Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 86. I am your lead host, Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am joined by my fantabulous co-hosts, starting with the ulterior, Eve Arwen. Hey, Joe, what's up? Hello, chat room! Glad everyone could make it. See what I did there? No? Okay. I see what you did, yeah, uh, ulterior. Hi, buddy. <laughs> we are what's joined, up? as always, by the underrated, Louis Alon. Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hey, chat room. What's going on? And as always, the underweight David Deanforce Adams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how true that one is. Hey, everybody <laughs> in the chat room. Hey, everybody listening. Glad to have you all back. We are joined, as always, by the uppity Shank the Tank. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm oh, done. Oh. It's over. <laughs> and we are... We have a guest with us tonight. You guys know him from from ShoddyCast. He is Kyle, the Urban Kyle. Yay! Hi, everybody. We brought him on for a specific reason, so I'm going to tell him to shut up until that point. I am just kidding. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Right out the gate. <sighs> I totally would have done it, too. That's the sad thing. Oh, I would not do that to you, Kyle. All right, so before we get into anything, uh, we have uh, an ad, a sponsor. Uh, yeah, so we just want to thank TweakedAudio.com for sponsoring our show in part today. Uh, these guys make some pretty great headphones, guys. If you're interested in brand new headphones, you really can't get any better uh, quality-wise for the prices that uh, that you receive at TweakedAudio.com. Um, honestly, I mean... Aside from from these guys, I think Bose probably does it better, but you know I don't feel like spending hundreds of dollars. Uh, so what I do is I, I go over to tweakedaudio.com. I spend probably about you know twenty bucks on some headphones. I get free worldwide shipping with that. Fantastic customer service. They back them with a lifetime warranty, and uh, I cheat a little bit, so I'm going to give you my cheat so I feel better about my life. Um, I use a code called Off the Record. It's my own code. We have the QGN uh, code here. Uh, off the record, all one word. Uh, let's not get crazy with grammar, and you'll get thirty percent off your entire order at tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com, fellas. So, thank you very much for sponsoring our show. Uh, also, this uh, this episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record was made awesome by fans such as ESOLodge.com, which is participating in the Extra Life Charity Gaming Event for Children's Miracle Network. Visit ESOLodge.com for details. We applaud you. Anytime anyone participates in, in a charity event, I admire that. All right, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, 
we have something quick to mention. And the first thing is... The winner of the Emote Creation Contest has been chosen. What is it, Ivarwin? Uh, the emote that has won is slash honor and slash dishonor. These useful emotes will be for you when you have defeated an enemy you thought gave a fight worthy of honor or unworthy of it and you wish to dishonor them. I have a, um, a bet going here, guys, that um, dishonor will be used nine times out of ten. Over honor, I think the gentleman on the uh, on the video had uh, had used the term teabag. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And uh, he wasn't holding a Lipton drink at the time, so I'm not exactly sure what he was referring to. But I, I'll, I'll show you later, Arwin. I did feel dishonor from it. Very dishonorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ESL will be played at Paris Games Week from the the 30th to November 3rd. Uh, that's right, and and going down the uh, the list of a few things that we wanted to mention quickly, uh, we are al- allying ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are allying ourselves. Elder Scrolls Off the Record has formed an alliance with Shoddy Cast and with Tamriel Foundry, and we're doing a show once a month, and it's called ESO Alliance. This month, we're doing it Friday. October 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. For those of you listening, that would be today, today, Friday, the 18th. Uh, Kyle is here right now. You got anything you want to say about it, Kyle? Yeah, man, it should be a fun, a fun time. Talk some ESO. I always love doing it. So, yeah, more the merrier. Yeah. And Just, I, give, uh, um, I give a special, uh, sorry, oh. everyone, really quick. I wanted to let everybody know that this is Ivarwin's brainchild. He has done everything for this. He is lead hosting it, producing it, which <laughs> I bow to you, sir, and thank you for that. And <laughs> the, it's his. he's got the reins on it. I am <clears throat> going to be just guesting on it, which is something I have not done on a show in years. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a really, really good time. I'm super excited about ESO Alliance. And uh, basically, what what we're going to do is we've we've taken Shoddycast um, and and Tamriel Foundry and ourselves, and we're going to ask another member of the Elder Scrolls Online community to to join us on the show each month, a brand new one. Uh, this this time around, our, for our first episode, we're going to have Force from uh, from Force Strategy Gaming. You know him on YouTube. He's he's huge on on YouTube, just like just like uh, Josh and Kyle from Shoddycast are. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna start spitballing some some information that that came out in the last month. So pretty much anything that happened in the last month on that show, we're gonna be talking about collectively as uh, fan site owners, as podcasters. Whom you know, you guys are already going to checking out. What what are they saying? What's their opinion? What's their knowledge base? We're putting it all together in one monthly show. Kind of uh, you know, because we're the guys that are most interested in in the game, and we want to put put that message out um, each month on on one show ESO Alliance. So again, seven o'clock, seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, Friday, October 18th on twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. Uh, really quick, guys. This is a little self-promotion here. My book, Continue, has, gave, has been my fantasy novel that I've written. 
has finally been given an official release date. It is scheduled. Finally. Yeah, finally. It's taken a year. Oh, but Congratulations. I, thank you. I love my publisher. I really do. They're amazing. And they've done a fantastic job with the book. And it is coming out November 14th ah. on a Thursday. Yeah. Very nice. The pre-orders will be available on November 1st. And they're doing an official press release this coming Monday for it. And as soon as I find out where you can pre-order it, I will let everybody know. But November 1st pre-order, November 14th is the official release. Oh, it's just under a month away. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. You're excited? <laughs> yeah? Can you yeah. feel it already? I think I'll cry when I get the book in my hands. I'm not sure yet, but it's I'm pretty sure. Ten years. Eleven. Eleven as of, years. As of this month, eleven years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I'm working on a new book, too. So let's see how that one goes. All right, guys. We have some discussion topics to get into. We have quite a few tonight, actually. So we're going to get right into that. And the first little quick thing we're going to get into is the Crowswood wallpaper. This thing looks sexy. Just saying. Mm-hmm. It actually, it's it's right in time for, for October, for Halloween, and it really has that look. It's basically a wasted landscape of a strange dead realm. And Ellis rolls online. Any comments on this, gentlemen? Yeah, uh, I really hope they keep putting these out. This is awesome looking, but honestly, I'd love to see more and more come out. Especially if they're going to do it for like every month, have a new one. That would be cool. Because I, I always love having multiple wallpapers. I swap things out whenever I get bored. Concept art, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, in the collector's edition of Skyrim, you get an art book, and I love just. You know, paging through the, the looking through the concept art. Like I agree with Dave. Like, please, uh, Zenimax, just keep posting these. These are awesome. Yes, please. All right. So we got a ask us, we have an ask us anything variety pack tonight. We have a dev question of the week. But before we get into those, we're going to point a finger at Kyle. Okay, man, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ivarwin, you want to lead into this? Uh, sure, sure. So, so Shoddycast, I'm sure everyone here is, is very well aware. Uh, Shoddycast had an unbelievably awesome interview with, with the conk himself, lead gameplay designer of Elder Scrolls Online, Nick Conkle, aka the conk this week. <laughs> so we got Kyle here today to, uh, discuss with us some of the most, uh, interesting points of information that they got from Nick. So, so Kyle, Kyle on the conk, what, what do you got? Oh my wow. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh, i put a mister before that so it's mr the conk is usually what i call him mr <laughs> kyle on the conk <laughs> oh god um, i'm harassing nick because we know he listens to the show so he's he's probably uh you know nick's my boy look, looking to uh delete nick any awesome so cool. Uh, so so, what happened, man? I mean, um, I I heard the show, but I would I would adore it if you would just kind of you know uh, tiptoe through the tulips with us on some of this information that you got from Nick Conkle. Wow. Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Nick is just like an awesome guy. Like you can honestly just sit there and talk with him for hours about the game, and he would be happy to do it. Yeah. Because it's just you can tell just by listening to him that he's just he loves what he does. He loves uh, making games. He's a gamer himself, so it's just a big passion of his. And so just being able to just sit down with him, basically, and just talk about this game, something he's been working on for like over six years now, was a real treat. And yeah, he did give us a lot of uh, nuggets of information to enjoy. 
Very so, uh, good. I would say, like what, man? Yeah, I would. I'm hanging here. <laughs> so some of the biggest things I think was the whole Guild Store thing. Like we had heard previously in another uh, Conkle interview that there would be uh, places throughout Tamriel. We thought where people would be able to have their Guild stairs, uh, Guild stores up for all non-members to go through right. and purchase from. Yeah. But apparently it's it's only going to be limited to Cyrodiil. So only guilds that actually have a keep under their control will be allowed to have their guild store uh, guild stores up for non-members to peruse. Yeah, I know. It was um, a very interesting. Yeah, this decision. this this month we had we had like, you know, two opposing um things on that. And we're going to be covering that, you know, tomorrow as well on on ESO Alliance, but you know, I know that the message out there was, you know, it's really only going to just be a guild store for your guild and you'll sell stuff to your guildies through that store. And then there was that Nick Conkle interview who said, I think it was him who said um, at the time, this is the beginning of September, uh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, uh, guild stores that, that everyone can go to at certain places in, in Tamriel. So now he was, he told you and, and Josh, Tam, um, Cyrodiil only, right? For that, right? Yeah, which was a big shock for me. I was, I was wondering, it's like, well, what made them decide to just do it in a PvP zone? I guess he said it wasn't to go ahead and push like the PvP system or anything like that. He just said it, it seemed to fit their their frame of mind. I guess when they came up with the whole guild store system, so it'll be interesting for sure to see how it pans out. You know, it kind of makes sense like, though. You don't necessarily. What was that? It kind of makes sense if you really think about it. Because you know we technically don't own the the villages and such that we're playing in in our in our PVE zones, but when you take a keep, technically you own it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it just it adds one more reason for your guild to try to take a keep, and I think it will eventually you know promote PVP uh, combat. Of course, it would if you have uh, guilds that have this big reason to actually want to take over a keep. So, yeah. I mean, I like the idea. I think it's it's very interesting. I can see it now. Reforged has now opened a shop at such and such keep. It is safe. We are heavily guarding it with 200 able bodies. Come buy our pumice stones. <laughs> Half off. <laughs> this time only. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. That's uh, that's that's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, great work on that, Kyle. What uh, what else did did Nick uh, happily divulge? Well, let's see. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of. Uh, concerned about the whole combat, uh, maybe through the QuakeCon gameplay that they saw right. or the previous playtests yeah, about the, the whole the, the combat seemed floaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. That was a pretty good bug. <laughs> um, but now I can finally say from personal experience, since Nick had divulged that we were in an AVA beta test, that they have fixed that. Remember along the with a lot of other things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, combat feels great even now, but they're working on even more things to uh, make it feel like it has that real impact, like you feel in Skyrim, if not better than that. Right. One of the things that he had mentioned was um, unique unique death, as in yes. you, know, you, you use an overhead strike and you hit the guy on the head and he falls, you know, he falls in a manner that, that indicates he was hit on top of the head versus hitting him on the left side or the right side. Uh, where he 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 might fall in a manner that would indicate that as well. Yes, and just like in Skyrim, if you kill someone with a uh, lightning staff, they may turn to ash, or uh, you hit them with a fire uh, damaging weapon, and you may see their bodies charred on the floor after you kill them. So it's 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 going to be very interesting. 
Very cool. Like and all so, that. And, uh, I just I also like how they're going to be releasing content because it feels like we're going to get in, we're going to be getting some very meaty patches, not these little uh, a quest here or there and there's your content for the month. They're going to be re- uh, releasing really big packs with not just content but uh, support systems that go in with those. Uh, the justice system being one of them. So yeah, uh, you know, and I I hadn't thought about it when we had played the game at a, a recent jaunt at uh, at PAX. Um, and I, I remember thinking like, you know, gee, I can just open up all these these places and you know just steal lockpicks and all that, and it, never thinking that it could be stealing if I if I were to do that. Meanwhile, when I play single player Elder Scrolls games, that's that's one of the one one of the things that's on my mind is, you know, do I am I going to be a character that's going to steal this or am I going to be a character that chooses not to steal? And so it's it's nice to know that that uh that in a justice system will be will be coming out in a in a DLC uh later on down yes. the road mm-hmm. after a launch. Yeah, we got that confirmed. And he was even yeah. he was even talking about a uh, character reputation. So if you are a thief and you're known as a thief, uh, uh, NPCs may look at you differently. They also have they're talking about working on a distraction system <laughs> to make guards look awesome. the other way. <laughs> uh, even they even brought back uh, pickpocketing that they said they wouldn't want that in the <gasps> game because it would promote an atmosphere that they didn't like. Right. But Nick Conkle said that word pickpocketing. So. But of course, well, I wonder. Subject to change. I wonder if they're going sure to say that. That Kyle, I'm kind of yeah, curious. Something though, really very quick. early in development. I'm wondering if they they um, did it to where you can only pickpocket NPCs and not player characters. That is exactly our thought. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because, a random loot table. Right. Right. Like you were just saying. Yeah. And I was. I, I was just going to say that, Kyle. So I'm sorry. I interrupted. That's okay. You interrupt or you? I know, right? God. Right. Shh. Shh. So, <laughs> uh, one of the things that we had brought up regarding when they had said you know no pickpocketing and and they were very concrete on that was you know one of the, one of the things that you can't do is pickpocket you know other other players because whatever they have on them it could flood it could flood the game with you know specialized items potentially and and, and create an imbalance additionally if you do it with npcs it could have it could have the same effect um but i mean if they were you know a bit conservative with it it should work out. I don't see. Yeah, if if you just made it a random loot table with maybe a few gold or like a parsnip or something, I don't know. A parsnip <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> so like, it would still be fun because you're doing it, and you still had that chance of being caught doing it. But like, you're not going to get that much out of it. It's just fun to do. That's something they could do. You know, I got I got to say that we've been vocal on this show about a lot of things. That a lot of tiny things. Some you may argue were were pretty big, um, but everything that we've been vocal about, I think a lot of the community has been vocal about the exact same things, and we've seen them, or you know, through our uh, talks with with Zas, um, have known that these things have have come to pass inside the the game for the for right now, uh, the the build going on right now. Uh, this is one of those things that that we kind of said, you know, it would be nice if it were there, but we understand why it's not. And I'm really, really happy that they're they're putting that in pickpocketing because it's just, you know, fans are asking for it, and and once again, Zoss listens just like first person perspective. Yes, they very much do. And Nick uh, uh, was very clear. He's like, 
please just voice your opinions well constructively and positively when possible but uh, <laughs> right. if you, if you see something missing out of the game ask for it and if you get enough people that are asking for it they will take that into consideration so they are looking for new weapon sets after launch so keep giving them ideas for that um, along with pretty much anything else like you can think of that would make the game better million and one ideas I need to just sit down and take, talk to Nick and like look dude here here's what's up <laughs> um, yeah obviously I mean we got Dark Brotherhood we got Thieves Guild coming out after launch they are really, really listening to us, and they are making this a true Elder Scrolls game. That's the most exciting thing about this, period, is that this really is a true Elder Scrolls game. And more and more, they keep proving that. Yeah, it, it keeps going from more of an MMO game to more of an ESO game. And the the news that's been coming out more lately has been definitely drifting more towards the uh, the Elder Scrolls side. Which is that a good thing. Yeah, that makes that yes, makes this very good MMO thing. newbie very happy. Yeah, Shank, you can even you know walk around forever and sell stuff. I know. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like unfortunately, Kyle, I, I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and watch the uh, listen to the interview, but I will. But just judging from uh, the high level stuff that you're giving us, I mean, man, dude, it's it's making me a, a solely like Elder Scrolls purist player uh, excited um, and. You know, coming from Nick Conkle, and this is this is a guy that has his hands on the game, saying, "Give us feedback. We listen. We want it. We will implement it if we can." Uh, I can't think of any other developer in uh, in recent memory uh, that's really, you know, gone to that level like directly to the fans and said, "Listen, like we're listening. Just give us all you got." So well, there was Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't I even hold it together. What was that, Kyle? About about player housing? I was gonna. Oh yeah, player housing, right? Because they promised that and still haven't delivered. So I thought they said they weren't doing it. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> wow. Saying, I mean. You were saying that that Zoss promised us player housing, and they 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 haven't done that. Or you're I'm talking about World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. right, right. <laughs> World of Warcraft made a million and one promises that, that never happened. They had a long time happened. ago, and they never did. You know, I hate to go on that, that subject, but this is a clear example of what a developer going sour. And when they, they've released... World of Warcraft has been around for, what, nine years? Ten years now? And they've done multiple expansions. The first couple were very player-oriented. They, they were listening. But as soon as they went into um, Cataclysm and the... Weird panda ninja one after that. <clears throat> it's clear yeah, they decided to do their own thing. They and they even said it like we are doing what we want for the game, pretty much not what you guys want. So that's not how a developer yeah. should ever be. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's helped them out quite a bit. Right, that's why I lose you know six hundred thousand listeners or subscribers per quarter. Hey, I had complete faith in Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wow. wow. We were just throwing them out of the park tonight. Kyle, this is how we earn bad emails. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure. Guys are such jerks hating on WoW like that. <laughs> and we are. We are jerks for hating on WoW like that. But, you know, we're, we've been, we've been uh, scorned. We're, uh, we're scorned women I'm, right I'm now. I'm a former WoW player myself. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, right? I played it for seven years and yeah. they broke my heart. They broke it. 
Well, it's it's uh, really, really, really exciting to see to see uh, Zenimax just hearing all this stuff and then actually saying we we found a way to do it. By the way, and it was great to hear that uh, from from Nick on on your interview specifically, Kyle. Yep. So, uh, what else? What other what other uh, honeysuckle drippings do you have for us to to plop in our ears for the evening? Well, let's see. Uh, they will have a bounty system of sorts in PvP. Uh, not so much uh, players get putting out their own bounties, but there will be like, uh, say, specific classes that you ha- would target, and if you do that, you'll get bonus uh, alliance points. Um, uh, there's revenge kills, so if you get killed by someone, you remember their name. You search for that person and you kill that person. You'll get uh, extra points for a revenge kill. Uh, defending your people, your other people, you get points for that as well. Let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, there's there's situational skills, which will kind of uh, mean that there's crossbows in the game. So I know a lot of people were asking for crossbows, but they're not really in the game as in a weapon set, but there is a skill called Silver Bolt, which allows you to pull out a crossbow for one shot, which does extra damage to undead uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. So at least... Crossbows are sorted in the game. <laughs> okay, we'll give and take there. Sounds like that might Imperial be a City ability. might Imperial City might have arenas if enough people ask for it. I'm begging. Oh, get begging. out there and start asking for arenas. All right, yeah. Kyle, hold on for a second. Nick Conkle, this is Joe the Widget Wilson, on my knees, <laughs> my hands folded together, begging for arenas. Please. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Oh, and there's Force Armor. Farting? Yes. Sweet. There's like saddlebags and stuff, and apparently different uh, uh, breeds of Force as well, so a little extra customization there for your character. Can't go wrong with more customization. You just can't. Right, you know what's going to happen? They're borrowing. He's going to build that Paladin Force, that trusted war steed with a golden gilded armor. Like, dude, your horse is shinier than you are. I know, isn't it great? That'd be cool. The only like a uh, downside was we learned that for sure Daedric artifacts will not be obtainable by players, um, <gasps> but some Adric, some Adric artifacts will, like Ariel's <gasps> bow from Dawn's Guard or mm-hmm. Dawn Guard. So yeah, okay. there's going to be a lot of rare weapons out there for people, for a few people to obtain. I'm assuming that that Nick had cited lore as a result of that, like because of the lore, we just can't do that. Yeah. I don't think he gave particulars, but that's definitely what makes the most sense. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Kyle? Um, remember the Chalamo, I guess. That's about it. Remember the Chalamo. All right. We're going to keep Kyle on for his awesome color commentary because he rocks. Fine. Kyle's a great friend of the show. So is his brother, Josh. Just so you guys know, you know, we're buddies. We're buddies. It's all good. One of these days, we're going to get to actually get Kyle and Josh out to a convention so we can hang out with them there. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, PAX East. You going to pay for my ticket, though? Maybe. We'll see. If my book does well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We have an Ask Us Anything variety pack number eight. We're going to do this as normal. I will try to fumble through the questions, or the uh, the questions. Andy Varwin will masterfully answer it. Sure. Well, maybe maybe Kyle would like to participate as well since he's our guest. No, he's color commentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sit in the background and do nothing. Come on. <laughs> <clears throat> Fine. I will let Ivarwin be quiet 
and I'm going to ask Kyle to answer the questions. Okay. I want to read, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see, oh, man, I told you, Darwin. Them today. I told you. <laughs> well, I don't care who answers them. Someone answer them, okay? I'm asking the question. Sure. <laughs> In past games, weapons of one type, such as orcish, elven, glass, etc., were all basically the same style. In ESO, will they have different styles, and will there be look? Will there be looks for other kinds of weapons like shimitars? Our weapons and armor will have a lot of varied appearances. In fact, every race has has its own weapons and armor that will progress in looks. At level one, an orcish sword will look one way, the crap way, and at level fifty, <laughs> an orcish sword will look very different. There are other styles of armor and weapons in addition to the nine racial styles, unique weapons, and armor. Different tints for all the armor and different material armor can be made from. Please, dyes. We want dyes. Yeah, dye system would be pretty oh brilliant. God, awesome. And a weapon die system would be even more brilliant. It's classic, you know, guys, when you think about it. And every MMO would do this. You know, when you first start the game out, you're a weakling. So you get the cruddy-looking armor, cruddy-looking weapons, and as you progress to the game... Your gear and your weapons start get looking cooler and cooler and cooler until you get max level and you're all decked out and you've got something to brag about, like, I am a walking god. If I could just add, I would like to see less saturated colors, though, because I don't want to see a bunch of hot pink uh, people running around. I need it. Just be weird. I'm colorblind. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> totally kidding. On the other hand, I would like to dye my armor hot pink. Oh, God. <laughs> I can see Dave doing that, too. <laughs> I would expect Shank to do that before, uh, you know, Dave, though. What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, no, Shank I mean, will hey, flowers. Right away. So what can I say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll it'll work. It might clash with my hair, but it, it'll work. Thanks, Jones. Some nails into it. <laughs> uh, any other constructive comments on this? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, next question. I've had one question on my mind for the longest time. You don't think that often, do you? Will we see a huge amount of wildlife or a hunting activity slash skill of some sort? Yes! There will be a large amount of wildlife. And while there isn't a hunting skill, you will be able to get hides and leather from some of the wildlife. Become a dark... Become a, um... Not Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. I got my games all confused. Become a Dark Knight, get your fiery chains, and that's the best way to hunt. Guaranteed. Alright, I'm done. You guys? Um, no. Leather, good. Leather, good. Leather um, good. I know that one character will be able to visit all three faction areas, but I have always been an altaholic. Lou, did you write this question? Uh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I have a favorite race in each faction, and I would like to play as each of them. I also like to play all roles in an MMO. So what I, I, so I want one character to be a tank, one character to be a healer, and one character to be a damage dealer. Will there be any way for me to accomplish this? The first step is admitting you have a problem. But yes, you can have multiple characters. Really? I, mean, I don't write them. You know how we get, you know, there's like two, one or two useless, I don't want to say dumb, but challenged questions in each one of these? Yeah. Not saying or not saying. Go ahead, Dave. Work. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. It's okay. <laughs> it, 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 uh, maybe we should put this back on the chain, Joe. <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. No, it's an MMO. You can only make one character in it, like every MMO ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Mushy Snugglebites? <laughs> Just for you, Dave. 
<laughs> Will I be able to wear a heavy armor plate mail with a mage's hood and leather boots? Really, a second one in a row? Or will it all be one set? Yes, it's all a second one in a row. You no, will- you can't equip any armor. You will be able to mix and match as you see fit. We do have sets of armor and weapons that confer special bonuses to you when you wear three or more items from that set. Also, if you have gained passive skills in certain armor skill lines, you'll also get a larger bonus when you wear more armor of that type. And, of course, you may find an individual piece of armor with a bonus trait or enhancement you really like. There will be many choices about how you gear yourself in ESO with no, in quotes, right choice for everyone. By the way, that was Dragon Knight, not Dark Knight. Right. Do I look like a Bambi killer to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the things that, what, what's good about these last two questions, even though they, they have been answered many times before, is it's nice to know that we, we are definitely hearing from, from Zenimax that you can create many different types of characters and you can make them a straight tank, a straight healer, or a straight DPS without necessarily having to, you know, engage in, in, um, uh, all of those elements uh, rolled into one character, and it's it's always good to hear that that you can effectively equip all different types of armor for one character in order to get that that specific thing done that you want to accomplish with your build. Yeah, like we said. Anyway, anyway, moving on. To the next question. <laughs> moving on up. <laughs> moving on up. Is the famous night nightingale armor going to be featured in ESO? If not, is there any chance that we might see something similar to this awesome armor set? Let's be honest here. Masks and hoods are so awesome for stealthy thief slash assassin characters. I choose you, Kyle! Hmm, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I gotta read? <laughs> no, I gotcha. I was oh, just poking fine. at you again. <laughs> I'm annoying, <laughs> aren't I? You were just making sure I was awake, that's all. No, that, no. That's, that's, well, that's what he was doing. <laughs> Uh, and Zoss says, as, <laughs> right. um, as, and says, as we mentioned in one of the earlier answers, there will be a wide variety of armor in the game that you can wear. Don't worry, you'll have hoods and masks. As for particular sets, we won't go into exactly what those are, because part of the fun is in discovering them. Word up, I like that answer. I, I definitely like that answer. Huge props. <laughs> You got the Mad Props Award from Shank. <laughs> <laughs> huge G Award. No, no, no. It's just the Mad Props. It's a little bit less than Huge G. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what, like the the runner-up to the Huge G Award? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You're not ready for Primetime G Award? <laughs> <laughs> and whoever gets the Mad Props Award gets into their own bracket and they compete for the Huge G. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going way off base here. <laughs> We have you have teased the existence of veteran points. Not really teased, just flat out said yes. Can you mm-hmm. elaborate on how to get them and what you can do with them? All right, guys, here it is. Veteran points are similar to XP, and your veteran rank goes up as you gain them, like gaining a level. You'll gain veteran points for accomplishing certain tasks in the game. Imagine you were told you needed to kill a specific NPC or monster in a dungeon. If you're level 50, you'll gain veteran points for accomplishing that goal. When you gain enough veteran points, 
you go up in veteran rank. There will be lots of ways to gain veteran, veteran points. You can gain veteran points in PvP or in Adventure Zones. Veteran ranks do improve your character's power by granting stats and the ability to equip better gear, though the increases are sim- smaller than the ones you'll gain through normal leveling. This will make it easier for you to visit wherever, wherever you want in the next alliance you play and will make it easier when you're grouping with friends who may not be as advanced as you are. You'll continue to gain points while increasing your veteran ranks, so it's really, so it's really a time when you'll be able to broaden your character's skills. We'll release a full write-up for veteran points and veteran ranks in the near future. Uh, really quick as a tangent here. Brian said something so awesome I have to mention it. Shank should present the huge G awards at QuestCon. Oh god. I'm gonna make up these big gold G's that put on my chain. <laughs> yeah, make, make him as big as Flavor Flav's, you know, watch on his chain. They've gotta be bling. Make them spin as well. They gotta have like a, a track that they can just spin it. Now we're going too far, Dave. Come on, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any comments on this guys? Not the huge G, the veteran points. Oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, this yeah, is what I'm going to be doing. I'm sorry for interrupting tomorrow. No, I was saying go ahead, Dave. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm probably going to be doing, I know, is I spend way too much time playing a game. If I have a goal, I'm going to try to reach it. And with veteran ranks, I'm going to be stacking up veteran points like crazy. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna be mad at me. I'm gonna be gonna the be reason. Like, the, like, if they say we're nerfing how fast you gain them, it's probably gonna be me. I'm sorry. Yeah, they will be the max rank in first few weeks. I did it, guys. I haven't slept in three weeks, but we, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer chew my food. Have to make it into milkshakes to play the game. What, what's that big yellow thing in the sky? It's the sun, Dave. Yes, Abraham Lincoln. I'll tell him. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> All right. How do resur- how does resurrection work in PvP? Can I res any player in any situation? An example: in the middle of a fight. Does it cost soul gems too? I imagine you might run in or run out of them real quick. You do have to use soul gems to resurrect players who have fallen on the field of battle. Provided that you have the soul trap spell, you can always find monsters or players in the area to fill your empty soul gems with. You can also buy filled soul gems at a premium. This means that battles are actually won or lost. You want to make sure one side can't just keep bringing the reinforcements, causing a battle to last forever. I like this idea of the of the soul gems. Um, I, I, Kyle, I mean, what do you what do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think this is this is like cool for for the game? Do you think it's it's keeping with with the game having the the uh, you know soul gems attached to to resurrection on the spot? I think it's pretty straightforward, and they probably should have some form of a way to limit how often you can resurrect someone, because it's probably going to be pretty easy, and if, like they say, if you could just keep resurrecting people over and over again, the battle could take forever. <clears throat> so it's good that they at least limit that, and we know, thanks to a Terminal Foundry, I think they had an article, uh, there are some passives that actually help this out, though. Like, there's one, I think, in the Templar skill that will get a chance of not using up the soul gem as well as speed up the resurrection time so that's pretty cool that's pretty sexy i like that i 
I'm sorry, Shane. I have a quick question. What? Shane? Uh, yeah, I got a quick question. Um, how, <laughs> in, in MMOs, like, how, is death, like, one of the more difficult things to, to balance? Because um, I, I was talking with one of my other buddies here, and he was talking about how death systems in other games are, like, totally different. So I just wanted to get you guys' opinion. Like, is, is death, like, one of the more difficult things to balance in a game like this, or no? It depends on the game. Um, and if there's a free-to-play model or if there's a subscription model, you know, the death system can be, can, has been monetized in other games, and that sort of changes things if it had not been in the past. You know, um, most of the time what happens is you die – and the World of Warcraft uh, model was was the most famous with this. You died, and circumstances permitting, you were able to resurrect right there on the spot. Um, if it had been the first time you died in like a long time, if you die, you know, shortly thereafter, trying to do the same thing, usually there's a cooldown on it, some kind of a timer. Or in any situation, you can you can resurrect at the local graveyard and just and just sort of run back into into battle. But it takes a while to get back there. That's yeah, just yeah. been the check and balance for it. Um, you know, this they're saying you know if you have a soul gem, you can do it at any time, but you got to have a soul gem. So it sort of gets away from the idea of using a cooldown to sort of govern when you can resurrect on the spot or not. Gotcha. Okay. Um, another quick thing to add. Um, in previous games, there was the concept of your character being in combat and your character being out of combat, which is not supposed to be part of what we're dealing with with ESO. Your character is not in a state of out of combat or in a state of in combat. Rather, your character is just doing what he's doing. If you're casting a res on somebody... It takes as long as it takes, but during that time to resurrect, if somebody interrupts you, you stop resurrecting, whether you're in combat or out of combat or however. Where in previous games, WoW, Rift, if you're in combat, you can't activate a res unless specifically it states on it, this can be done during combat. Yeah. All right. Any other last thoughts on that before we move on? We've got a few more questions to get through here. No? Okay. One of my favorite playstyles in the Elder Scrolls games is the Conjurer. I love summoning Daedra and Undead to distract... Well, that's actually not a Conjurer. That's a Necromancer. Anyway. And harm my enemies while I batter them with spells from afar. Unfortunately, I find that in a lot of MMOs, summon creatures are only are only useful against NPCs and mobs. Will summons be available, be a viable weapon in ESL's PvP? We want to ensure that Summons have properties in both PvE and PvP settings. Since summoning spells take up a valuable ability bar slot, we give them powerful utilities to supplement their damage and tanking potential. I'll give you an example with the Sorcerer's Summon Winged Twilight ability. At first, the Winged Twilight simply has a ranged attack. However, the ability can be enhanced in one of two ways. Option 1 adds a passive aura to the summon that increases the magicka regeneration of all nearby allies. Option 2 causes it to cast a healing spell on you when you're low on health. In either case, having the winged twilight out can be a huge benefit to you and your allies in both PvP and PvE. Plus, she still has her, her nifty ranged attack. This is just one example of that, of course. We look at each summon individually 
individually to make sure it has a unique flavor that is useful in all game modes. And I promise you that the Summon Storm Atronach Ultimate does not have the problem of being weak in PvP right now. <laughs> Thank God for that. Well, ah, I hope they, they do tweak this and, and do look into other options because, I mean, that's great. Option 1 and 2 are awesome. Uh, however, the plus, she still has a 50 range attack. Well, I'd like to see, you know what, if you're morphing, i.e., you know, advancing this character, this Winged Twilight, let's add another type of attack along with those awesome abilities. You know, range, it's got a physical attack in there too. Because you, you actually want to make this viable PvP. I mean, it's awesome, but it's, it's just stuff that, you know, all right, what if you're out there by yourself or you're not really in a group? All right, so that, that doesn't help the solo player or the person who just can't find a group at the moment. So that's out. <laughs> doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's good, for, uh, especially if you like, uh, you know, doing DPS with a with a pet. If, for those of you out there that really enjoy using pets, this is this should be really exciting for you. Yeah. All right. Will there be items or spells players can obtain that will cast an appearance illusion over them, making say a Breton look like an Argonian, or a Frost troll for <laughs> a limited amount of time? Yes. We have a disguise mechanic in the allows you to equip an item that changes your appearance. This can be used for costuming purposes or, for instance, to infiltrate the camp of an enemy. There are also spells that change your appearance for a limited amount of time. These can change your appearance in the most drastic ways than disguises can. Cool. So, that, yeah. One day I'm going to dress like an Argonian and uh, jump into you know Shank's face like booga booga booga. I'm an Argonian. I was I was just going to say I would I would I would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to do that for uh, Shank's birthday. These days, just dress up in Argonians and hang out with them all day. Just showing the love. I'm going to dress up as a flower and wait for him to come and pick me and then really scare him. Then we'll all jump out as Argonians. <laughs> How will players be assigned to the PvP campaigns? Will it be based on their individual PvP skill or history? Or maybe on their achievements in previous ESO campaigns? Or how about their guild? When electing to transfer to a different campaign, is the player able to choose a degree of challenge slash skill for their next campaign by browsing various statistics of available campaigns? Jeez, what kind of a question... It's a pretty in-depth question there. Jeez. Uh, characters are assigned campaigns on a character-by-character basis within your own account. You are not allowed to have an Ebonheart Pack character assigned to the same campaign as an Elmeri Dominion character on your account. There will be campaigns after launch with various special rules, such as higher rank requirements, that you can join, you can elect to join. That's pretty oh, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, something new. Yeah, that they haven't said that before. It's always been, you know, this is PvP. Mm. Uh, they've never said that there might be different ways of, of playing the PvP. That's like a different cool. game mode. All right, guys, you have any other uh, questions or any thoughts less about all that or last thoughts? No? Yes, maybe? Yeah, I think we squeezed that lemon drop. Didn't we? Let's go into an email really quick just to mix things up here. We got an email from Chris M., and I'm going to ask Alou to read it. Okay, our first email of the night from Chris M. And Chris writes in, Hello, QGN. Hello, Chris. I wanted to send you guys a message explaining what me and a workman are doing while playing Oblivion. Due to my love of exploring 
only becoming a reality after playing Skyrim, I have not explored even a third of Oblivion. That is, if it wasn't part of the main quest, Dark Brotherhood, or any of the guilds, I've never done it. For shame, man. So, we came up with the idea of picking our major skills together and playing the same character stat-wise, but roleplay them our own way and see how different our characters progress while doing all the other content I haven't personally seen yet. Hmm. This is in no way a suggestion for another challenge, but if two hosts want to, I think it's a fun way to experiment and see just how vast Elder Scrolls games can be and how much freedom you have even when you're doing these exact same things. Game on! From Chris M. Dude, that's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. That's not, that actually sounds kind of fun. Uh, that's man, dude. He he got me thinking. He got my mind going. Now I'm like, yeah, that's pretty about cool idea, isn't builds. it? Split screen Skyrim, split screen Oblivion. <laughs> what I liked about this is, you know, uh, I I have a character named Shank <laughs> in Oblivion, and now Shank has has a character named Avarwin. <laughs> that's true. And I think they're about the same level at this point. <laughs> bro love. It's all about the bro love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my awkward moment of today's episode. Brought to you by... BrainTaudio.com <laughs> You knew going to do that. <laughs> Off the record, all one word. <laughs> uh, Kyle, we're a bunch of whores, aren't we? <laughs> go for it, man. Whore it out. Yeah! All right, guys. MMORPG.com asked the question, what about werewolves and vampires in ESO? Yes, they exist. They won't tell us how to get them, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Would they really save Armin? Well, uh, key features that uh, MMORPG.com had listed as musts for, for werewolves and vampires in ESO are... Well, basically, the entire article was was written as this is this is our wish list if they're going to put vampires and werewolves in ESO this is what we think is a must have regarding this this system uh so first on the hit parade is both need to feel extraordinary with regard to feeling superhuman like jumping very high running faster tremendous power with claws pipes these are all things that that mmorpg.com brought up uh they had also mentioned that it shouldn't be op or uh, overpowered, though. Uh, some of their ideas in order to keep the, this non-OP include time limit to one to three minutes in form, plus a debuff after coming out of form. Uh, two, no armor on werewolves. And three, weakness in daylight for vampires. Uh, they also mentioned that they also mentioned knowledge of the Fighters Guild having a skill called silver bolts and suggested a holy water or stake to the heart or another lore appropriate vampire killing skill as well likely to be used in pvp and, and the last big takeaways that we got from the uh from their article is werewolf vampire abilities should be uncommon it's not fun and it's all immersion breaking if everyone is either a vampire or a werewolf just to have access to these bonuses that they offer in combat. I hate to say it, but I kind of disagree with, with quite a bit of this. And their whole lore thing is not really... I don't know if it's ESO lore, but it sounds like general vampire lore. Yeah, and that's kind yeah. of the way they approached that one. They, they were saying, you know, uh, Silver Bolt seems to be a skill that they've noticed, and it looks like it pertains directly to werewolves, so they are hoping that 
maybe you know a, an easy way or a skill to to kill vampires would be would be in the game too. Uh, they brought up the holy water and the stake to the heart thing. It was all kind of tongue in, but I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of it's it's not. It's too general. It's not Elder Scrolls enough, those exactly. particular ideas. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Vaughn. That's exactly what I was getting at. If I can interject. No, you can't. Please. Um, um, oh. Nick, <laughs> Nick Conkle Nick was actually talking to us about vampires. You mean the conk? And he was, yeah, the conk, Mr. the conk. He was telling me uh, <laughs> they actually designed the vampire and werewolf skills to be OP. So they're going to be overpowered, but that's why they have specific skill to kill vampires and werewolves, which most of them you will find in the Fighters Guild. So there will always be ways to counter any build, regardless of what you play, which is how why they designed this whole open scale system in the first place. Very good. Uh, well, yeah, that last point you brought up, uh, the, ability, the ability should be uncommon. It's no fun and also immersion breaking. Everyone, you know what, buddy? Uh, well, those folks are MMORPG.com. You're going to be one of the sites the moment your guys figure it out. You're going to plaster to, oh, yeah, you want to be a werewolf, a vampire? Here's our here's our 10 step guide how to get it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so hypocritical <laughs> of them. That is so hypocritical <laughs> of them. I'm sorry. They're going to be the first site to say, oh, you want to be a werewolf or a vampire? Here's our guide. Check it out. Come on. Seriously? <laughs> Talk about stake to the heart there, Lou. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that that's totally hypocritical on their part. It is. It is. Freaking right. Holy God. Wow. <laughs> you know, Dolphy.net will have it too. You know, IGN. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, come look at our guides. You know, before the patch even releases, they'll have their freaking guide rip because they'll give those guys complete access to it so they can try it out. And all of a sudden, the moment that stuff is released, by the way, 15 minutes later, on their site, oh, here's the, here's the guy how to do it. Wow. No fun. Just, just do it. Oh, you're there for you. Ready? You're a favorite right now in the chat room, Lou. Everyone's not, they love that one. <laughs> like cheering. Yay, Lou. I'm sorry. It's just that it's how it's hypocritical, and you know they're gonna. You know they have access to those those guidelines, those black playtime before you even release the, the general populace. So they're gonna have the damn guides up an hour after it releases on the oh, servers. Yeah. Where's my Lou rant sound? Here it is. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was great, Lou. Yeah. And, and spot on, you're 100 percent right. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, uh, the reason why everyone is is able to to get you know overpowered stuff in video games is because a lot of those huge huge gaming sites tells you this is this is uh, you know this is how to do it. This is exactly how it's do it. This is exactly where you go. I mean, the whole thing, and it's it's extremely annoying sometimes. Or for Lou, it's just it's just a constant nuisance. <laughs> yeah, it is a nuisance because you know if if it's if they're especially giving you achievement points for it for the server for the game, yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's complete crap because not everyone's gonna have access to that guide, <laughs> you know. So, Shank, you, know, you uh, agree or disagree on any of these points in particular? Or I personally think I I have no issues with implementing werewolves and vampires. I agree with Mister the Conk in that. It- they, they should be overpowered because they, they are a supernatural sort of being, yeah. you know, respectively. So they, I, they absolutely must be overpowered. Otherwise, they're going to feel too generic and too – I mean, you hit it on the nail on the head. They, they're going to feel too like vampires and werewolves from, oh, this is your typical fantasy game and not enough like, no, no, no. This is an Elder Scrolls werewolf. This is an Elder Scrolls vampire. So I think – I think if they do a good enough job of differentiating uh, 
between, you know, Elder Scrolls vampires and werewolves versus generic fantasy creatures. They'll do a good job. Um, personally, I don't really play too much like a vampire or werewolf, but I agree that some balance must be reached. But, um, I mean, I, I just, I'm just glad that they're still pursuing it because it, it is. It's, it's a very... It's 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 one of those core Elder Scrolls things. It has werewolves and vampires, and if you're going to do that, you have to do it with care and respect to the to the canon. All righty then, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next email, and that is from Jack A. And this goes to Dave. Jack A. <laughs> Thank Sorry, you, Jack A. Says, dear Dean from two two seven. Yes, Jack A. Oh, Jack wow. A. Says. <laughs> I know you did D and Goat does Daedric and Draconic for Skyrim. Well, I've never seen any Daedric quests for Oblivion, so I would enjoy seeing some of those quests. Thanks. Jack A. I would like to tell you about exactly what I've seen from Oblivion. I started the game... And my character decided that I wasn't allowed to control it enough to walk around my dungeon cell. So, just like you, I've not seen any Daedric quests in Oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) I, (laughs) I gave it the old college try. And I cannot get Oblivion to run. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you play with your controller? No. Okay, I wouldn't you, work with my controller. That's okay because it's do, it's not set up for that. So what Which, do you mean? It's, by the way, is strike number one because I wanted to use my controller on this game. It has no controller support. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's an older game, but how you couldn't control your character? I I move around. I let go of the buttons. It starts moving around without me touching anything. You it's probably stream. I I put it up there today. I'm gonna. I'll check it out and I'll get back to you. I had such a ridiculously bad time. I decided <laughs> that I would no longer be playing Oblivion today and picked up Skyrim instead. If Dave so. plays Oblivion, he's gonna have a bad time. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out, man. That's that's really weird. That shouldn't be happening. Let me. I'll I'll watch your stream and see what goes on. Dude, it was like I could not have pinned that game. Like, I've always said that I don't like that game. And then I go to try it, and it immediately doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> the fates of saying, like, Dave, you'll never play Oblivion. I, that's exactly what I'm seeing. Like, I am destined to not enjoy that game. <laughs> I guarantee you, Arena Daggerfall run flawlessly on his computer. <laughs> Just not Oblivion. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell, I've got Morrowind to work on this computer. It's all right, Dave. We'll 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 help you out. We'll get this thing to run for you. It's all right, buddy. It's all right. It's okay. So we have a developer question of the week, number forty-two, from the guy whose voice I wish I had. <laughs> Dang, we, gotta get, we gotta get this guy on the show. Joe. Yeah, we. I, I know. was just gonna say that. Damn I need him hard. to re- to record <laughs> us a new intro, saying you're listening. Request Gaming Network presents Elseworld off the record. I would die and. Makes a whole new intro for it. Oh my god, La- La- Zenimax, we're, we're emailing you this week. We want to get Lauren Schick on the show. Lauren Schick, if you're listening, first of all, you're awesome, and we adore every every ounce of of decibel that comes out of your voice. We have to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> the guy opens his mouth and it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of which, we're going to listen to his developer question of the week. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Schick. I'm the lead lore master at ZeniMax Online Studios for The Elder Scrolls Online. And here's my question. Suppose you were granted, once, the ability to read an Elder Scroll and understand what you read in it. But it's risky. You could permanently damage your vision or your sanity. Do you do so? And if you do, what do you hope to learn? <laughs> uh, yeah. What do we hope to learn? Um, first off, before we actually answer this question, I want to mention that that music in the background actually plays whenever this man enters the room. That was just straight his theme music that plays around him. <laughs> it falls wherever he goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, we got to get him on here. Oh. <laughs> So, all right. So the question was, uh, Elder Scroll in your hands. Do you read it uh, or not? And if you do, you hope to learn. Well, my sanity's already gone, so that's not a risk. Um, and you're you're already colorblind, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, I would hope to learn how to pwn everything a lot more. I'd be the destroyer of everything in ESO. Yeah, that was a lame okay. answer. Who's next? Oh, it wasn't lame. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? I will take my brother's answer earlier today because I really liked it. What the heck happened to the Dwemer? Oh, you! S- oh, that's oh, that's why I think of that. <laughs> I'm like a nut for the Dwemer. Aren't you, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You're never on the show again. Yeah, that's it. Get off. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> um, I. You know what? I. I would. I would ask this one question. All right, if I am going to put my my sanity or my eyesight at stake for for reading a simple scroll it better be good and i better have some freaking ins- insurance on this so i would ask the person probably a moth priest handing it to me uh and i'm gonna pretend it's lauren Schick who's the moth priest uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um i would ask him uh what's in it and if they don't tell me then i would ask him is it about the truth on Lorcon? And if if it's both no, then I would say no thanks. My sanity and my eyesight is too precious to me. Uh, if he did say that it is it is uh, it gives you the exact truth on on Lorcon, then I would say I'll risk it. Dude, that was way too much of an answer. Uh, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that would fit on the Elder Scroll. Right? What about you, Dave? I would hoard it. I wouldn't read it ever. But I would hoard it just long enough to mess with Hermaeus Moro. Just keeping hold of it just out of his reach so that he goes just a little bit more insane. You guys ever know? Did you guys notice that Lawrence was actually held, held up an actual Elder Scroll? Yes, prop? he totally whipped out of Elder Scrolls! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the one that Joe looked at. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a real one he has he has one it's totally real yeah you see what he does is he doesn't really write the lore he just opens it up what am I writing today uh Lou <laughs> see I actually cheated because I remember I, I saw this earlier on the week and I uh I tweeted it out so I'm going to repeat my answer I would bind Alduin and Serana in their own reality as companions for all of eternity, just so they could piss each other off. 
I would glad to go insane and blind just knowing that the two of them are locked for eternity. You know, being the bane of existence. Shank? First of all, Mr. Lawrence Schick, you received my much-coveted huge G Awards oh. this week. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was coming on the show. Um, Lou, I, I, I actually I mean, Dave. Dave almost had my answer. Uh, he was actually surprisingly close to it. I would, I, I would take the Elder Scroll, but I wouldn't do it to piss off Hermaeus Mora. I would sell it to the highest bidder. That's what ah! I would do. You would. <laughs> That's a perfect shake answer. Speaking of shank, you have the last email, sir. <clears throat> All right, let's let's read this, shall we? Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. There we go. All right. Um, how should I? Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> I have, believe it or not, a complaint about all of the Elder Scrolls games. The taverns are boring as giants bathing, sweetheart. That's not the worst of it. I go into a tavern and it's boring. It would be awesome if you could have pastimes or games like arm wrestling, playing cards, dots, drinking contests, craps, whatever the game was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Don't worry. It will be here soon. If it was in the game, I was go- I would be going to the tavern more often. Bailey W. Janine. They wouldn't have um, darts back then. Just saying. This is actually a, um interesting complaints, co- observation, what have you. Um, this is something that I, I noticed as well uh, in Skyrim because I thought they'd improve it from Oblivion. Um, but, I mean, for example, there are games like Witcher 3 that have these activities just around, um, but there are a few mods out there that can help the, the, the atmosphere and the sound and the, the, the layout of taverns. But I'm not sure of any that actually add these activities, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good suggestion. I mean, I would, I would love to have these things. It would give it more of a, a, you know, a cozy sort of tavern-ish feel. Um, they kind of got there with the bards, but man, I would love to have just little like games around in the in the tavern that you can just sit down and just you know mess around with. That'd be fun. Does that remind us of another game that we all played previously, where yeah. they had you know casinos, but nothing to do in those casinos? <laughs> this reminds me of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and you could sit down and play Pizak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I loved. It. I thought it was a lot of fun. You go into a cantina, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there playing Pazak with some freaking hammerhead alien and uh and freaking you know <laughs> Chewbacca. Amazing. That's the win. Yeah, <laughs> Ivarwan's got his own built in uh, Star Wars um soundboard in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. We are not going to be doing a crafting table today. However, it is time for the Elder Scroll. Lou, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, sir. And as promised, actually two weeks ago, because last week we didn't do one, uh, nothing gory or, you know, disgustingly dark, depraved. So, today I thought I'd cover a book we've probably all seen in the series, picked it up, read it, and just put it down for a page. <laughs> and it's The Monomyth, Pondering Creation, Whose Version is Right? Part 1. Yes, Part 1. This one's pretty big. <laughs> A theological book containing the common creation myths. In Mundus, conflict and disparity are what bring change, and change is the most sacred of the eleven forces. Change is the force without focus or origin. Ognithair. 
Teherite Order of Sidrix. Simply put, the schism in the human admiry worldview is the mortal's relationship to the divine. Humans take the humble path that they were created by the immortal forces, while the Aldmer claim descent from them. It doesn't seem like much, but it is a distinction that colors the rest of their diverging mythologies. All Tamrielic religions begin the same. Man or mare, things begin the dualism of Anu and his other. These twin forces go by many names. Anu Padme, Anu Yosithis, Akel, Satak Akel. It is not. Anu is the everlasting light. Sithis is the corrupting, inexpressible action. I love that name, by the way. In the middle is the gray maybe, Nern, and the Elm effects. In most cultures, Nuriel is honored for his part of the interplay that creates the world. But Sithis is held in highest esteem because he's the one that causes the reaction. Sithis is thus the original creator, an entity who intrinsically causes change without design. Even the Hist acknowledges this being. Anuel is also perceived of as order, opposed to the Sithis chaos. Perhaps it is easier for mortals to envision change than perfect stasis, for often Nuriel is relegated to the mythic background of Sithis' fancies. In Yokudan folktales, which are among the most vivid in the world, Satak is only referred to a handful of times. As the hum, he is a force so prevalent as to be not really there at all. In any case, from these two beings spring Et-Ada, or original spirits. To humans, these Et-Ada are the gods and demons. To the Aldmer, the Aedra, Daedra, or the ancestors. All of the Tamrielic pantheons fill the rosters from these Et-Ada. Though divine membership often differs from culture to culture. Like Anu and Padme, though, every one of these pantheons contain the archetypes of the Dragon God and the Missing God. The Dragon God and the Missing God. The Dragon God is always related to time, and is universally revered as the First God. He is often called Akatosh, whose perch from eternity allowed the day. He is the central god of the Cyrodiilic Empire. The Missing God is always related to the mortal plane, and is a key figure in the human Aldmeri schism. The Missing refers to either his palpable absence from the Pantheon, another mental distress that is interpreted in a variety of ways, or the removal of of his divine spark by the other immortals. He is often called Lorcan, and his epitaphs are many, equally damnable and devout. Note that Tamriel and the mortal plane do not exist yet. The Grey Maybe is still the plan of the original spirits. Some are bound to Anu's light, others to the unknowable void. Their constant flux and interplay increase their number, and their personalities take long to congeal. When Akatosh forms, time begins and it becomes easier for some spirits to realize themselves as beings with a past and a future. The strongest of the recognizable spirits crystallize. Mephala, R.K., Ifra, Magnus, Rukta, etc., etc. Others remain as concepts, ideas, or emotions. One of the strongest of these, a barely formed urge that the others call Lorcan, details a plan to create Mundus, the mortal plane. Humans, with the exception of the Red Guards, see this act as a divine mercy, an enlightenment whereby lesser creatures can reach immortality. Aldmer, with the exception of the Dark Elves, see this act as a cruel deception, a trick that sundered their connections to the spirit plane, the myth of Orbis. Subtitled, The Sigic Compensation, 
Mythic Orbis is, was an attempt by Arteum apologists to explain the basics of a mere religion to Uriel V in the early glorious part of his reign. It quietly avoided any blame or bias against the Lorcan concept, which was still held in esteem by the Cyrodiils as Shazar, the missing sibling of the divines. Despite this, the CGG still gave a nice summary of the Elder View, and it will serve our purposes here. This version comes from the archives of the Imperial Seminary from the handwritten notes of an unknown scribe. Mythic Arbus exists and has existed from the time without measure as a fanciful, unnatural realm. Arbus is used to connote the imperceptible penumbra, the gray center between the is-is-not of Anu and Padme. It contains the multitude realms of Aetherius and Oblivion, as well as other less structured forms. The magical beings of Mythos Arbus live for a long time and have complex narrative lives, creating the patterns of myth. These are spirits made from bits of the immortal polarity. The first of these was Akatosh the Time Dragon, whose formation made it easier for other spirits to structure themselves. Gods and demons form and reform and procreate. Finally, the magical beings of Mythic Arbus told the ultimate story, that of their own death. For some, this was an artistic transfiguration into concrete, non-magical substance of the world. For others, this was a war in which all were slain, their bodies becoming the substance of the world. For yet others, this was a romantic marriage and parenthood, with the parent spirits naturally having to die and give way to the succeeding mortal races. The agent of this communal decision was Lorcan, whom most early myths vilify as a trickster or deceiver. More sympathetic versions of this story point out Lorcan as being the reason the mortal plane exists at all. The magical beings created the races of the mortal Arbus in their own image, either consciously as artists and craftsmen, or as a thickened, rotting matter out of which the mortal sprung forth, or in a variety of other analogical senses. The magical beings then, having died, became the Etada. The Etada are the things perceived and revered by the mortals as gods, spirits, or geniuses of Orbis. Through their deaths, these magical beings separated themselves in nature from the other magical beings of the unnatural realms. The Daedra were created at this time also, being spirits and gods more attuned to oblivion, or that realm closer to the void of Adomay. This act is the dawn of the mythic, or the Merethic era. It has been perceived by the earliest mortals many different ways, either as a joyous second creation, or, especially by the elves, as a painful fracturing from the divine. The originator of the event is always Lorcan. This ends part one. Next week, our look into the creation mythos continues with part two of the monomyth. And as always, I'd like to thank the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls wiki, and the Imperial Library for the information they have out there. Take a look at all those sites, folks. If you like the lore as much as I do, you'll truly, truly enjoy it. Dude, I love how they just name-dropped Yakuda in that, because, God, I want to know more about that lost continent. All right, Lord Junkies. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Lou. Awesome as always, buddy. Well, guys, it's time to wrap up the show tonight. And no! it's time for... I know, right? <laughs> and our final me. thoughts of the evening. I just want to personally thank Ivarwin for all of his hard work. That he's put into the Alliance, and I cannot wait to record it with him tomorrow night. I really look forward to it. And uh, yeah, Yvonne. Uh Yeah, thanks, Joe. That was that was uh, that was nice. 
yeah, it was it was tough. Um, but we got everything, everyone all together, and uh, the ESO alliance has been forged. Uh, tomorrow, seven p.m. Eastern, right here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network, October eighteenth. Lou, uh, sorry, you know it helps to talk in my mic off mute. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't me for once! I know, I was going to say, damn it, it was me this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to say, first of all, that that, that question of the week, Lauren Schick, you're my hero. And I, I really like to get him on the show. <laughs> Just once. Mm. Just once. Dave. Um, man, I just... Really, I want to get Oblivion working in this next week. That's what I want to stream next Thursday. I want Oblivion to work, and... As much as it th- is throwing a fit at me, it makes me want to m- make it work that much more. The face won't allow it, Dave. Sorry. I, I know. Shank? I know. Dave, if you're free after the show, I will sit down and help you get it to work because I'm thoroughly interested in you getting it to work. And also, this is Bane, Lauren Schick. If you're <laughs> listening, you are invited to come on to Elder Scrolls <laughs> after a second. Please show up next week. Good day. <laughs> And Kyle? Oh, I had a, a great time tonight. Thank you guys for having me on, talking about some of uh, the conch interview, and definitely looking forward to uh, the Alliance tomorrow. All right. That's uh, Mr. Mr. The Conk. Mr. Mr. The Conk. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the formality. My bad. Ivarwin, <laughs> take us out, buddy, on the QGN community segment. All right. Well, for those of you who have maybe just tuned in today or for those of you who have been around uh, since the early days, uh, you must have the patience of a saint. Uh, You're in our community. And for that, we thank you Uh, to check up on the latest and greatest in the Elder Scrolls news, general gaming and how to join that wonderful growing community of ours. It all starts at questgamingnetwork.com and for this show in particular elderscrollsofftherecord.com that's going to have all of the latest news coming from Elder Scrolls Online right there on the site plus our show that you can get right there as well questgamingnetwork.com stay connected to all the latest news from Xbox, PlayStation, Rift and of course Elder Scrolls you could donate to our shows as well through these websites, and $10 will get you a special mention if you prefer, but you need to let us know which show you would like to have that happen. Uh, so please don't forget that. It's very important for us. Um, follow our other shows like Rift Off the Record, which records live Sundays at 7 p.m. And lest we not forget Dungeon Quest! If you guys have not heard this show, you need to. I'm uh, I'm looking at the calendar now, trying to figure out which is going to be the next episode. It would be the 28th, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. No, so so yeah, the 28th. Yeah, we just recorded on just the Justice Monday. So yep. yeah. Uh, Dungeon Quest Monday, October 28th, will be our our very next episode, and uh, that is a a uh, loosely based D and D rule podcast where the the comedy is uh, is is hilarious, and the stories are interesting and vast. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good story arc going on right now, and it's going to end the next couple episodes. So it won't be hard to catch up in the next few episodes. You'll definitely enjoy. Uh, you can find all the ways to hear our QGN shows and to contact us on the sidebar of questgamingnetwork.com and, of course, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. 
com. And speaking of this excellent show, if you'd like to email it, uh, you can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Check out all our gaming videos, how-to guides, and recorded Twitch streams, which includes the unedited raw 17 plus uh, version of this show. We NC apologize 17. in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your children. Hide your, Hide your earmuffs. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you can get all that at Twitch. Excuse me. You can get all that at uh, youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And of course, all of our nightly streams, seven days a week. Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. If we're not recording a show, we're playing a game. And if you want to check it out, we've got our uh, nightly streaming schedule right there at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Facebook, something we're doing now, facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Give us a hi. Or if you prefer Twitter, you could say hi on Twitter as well. You could follow the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. That's Joe right over there. Raise your hand, Joe. Raising it. At the widget. That's W-I-G-I-T. Follow Joe. Tell him his book's going to be awesome because it will be. And that comes out when, Joe? November 14th. November 14th. Continue comes to paperback and hardcover. No, just on paperback and ebook. Paperback and ebook. I'm Avarin. You can follow me at Avarin. That's E V A R. W-Y-N. That's Lou right over there, the lore man himself. GamerGuy11B, guy, B G A M E R G U Y 11B. And Dave, he gets angry at everything. What? Follow him at Dianforce, D I E N F O R C E. And Shank, is that, no, excuse me. Uh, and Kyle, Kyle, where can we follow you at? Oh, sure. Just head over to shoddycast.com where you can subscribe there and get an email anytime we post something. Or go over to youtube.com forward slash shoddycast where you can subscribe and view all of our goodies. And I just wanted to announce that uh, next month we will be starting our second season of the Elder Scrolls lore series as well as introducing the first season of the Fallout lore series. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Snap. Yeah, guys, if you listen to us, you, you got you need to be listening to these guys too. They're they're freaking amazing. Uh, and Shank, you can follow Shank at Shank Tank S H A N K T H T A N K. And ladies and gentlemen, if you if you like pumice stones, is that, if that's a product that you use, Shank will offer you some amazing deals on on not just Tamrielic pumice stones, but but ones from from uh, the island of Honolulu itself, where the pumice is hard and the stones are unique. And they have the best prices over at Shanks Tank, S H A N K T H T A. I need to start editing this out of that show. Out of the show. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millet Network. I just want to say, Foose for you all next week. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Foose be with you. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being here. See you all again next week. Shadow hide you, everyone. Foose for y'all. Uh, Good night, everyone, and keep it shoddy. I was better. Now you're awesome. (laughs) High five. Scarred him.
you know they're totally going to f that up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you should you should just Here's have your guys. Name. <clears throat> My mom just texted me. She goes, "Mama, I, I still say you you release a Twitter edition where every single the entire book is broken up into 140 hashtag characters. So the next 10 years, you'll get the entire book. <laughs> yeah, it'll take you three months to read one chapter. You should totally yeah tweet out. Uh, 140 characters at a time Man. to like give the entire book through Twitter once a day. So it was like our middle of a major battle scene. There was like on their edge of the seat, and like this is taking three freaking months. Come on! Yes. So I'm going for... to wear his big boy pants today. Yeah, I'm kind of going well, for completely un- in- inaccurate tonight. And uh, he can't go to sleep at night without watching one of your videos. Um, it's not only uh, that, I, I do have a shrine of the shoddy cast brothers um, wow, that's in my room. Admiring to just creepy. Yeah. It's, it's made where my out patch of, of hair went? Yeah, it's, it's made out of hair, uh, bubble gum. <laughs> Teeth. Teeth. Wow. Shank, you've been watching The Craft too many times. Little, little Elder Scrolls love. Any idea? I have a picture of you on my wall, and there's a hole underneath it about about <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> 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 Best Gaming Network. Great people, great podcasts, a better network.